0: what's up everybody you're listening to the here's the deal podcast my name is Dominic kendall and like always i'm joined by my friend sidekick and co-host luke chris luke my friend how are you doing good not sure about the sidekick part but i mean but i mean like batman and robin were both so you're they, saying you're Batman in this? No, though. no, but... That I, one wasn't discussed. Batman and Robin are co-sidekicks. They're not co. One is clearly cooler and better than the other. And one's the sidekick. Hey, your word's not mine. Um, and so, uh, you know, hey, traveling. You like to do it? Are you a big traveler? You like to go a lot of places? You like to fly I, on airplanes? I like to...
1: I, <laughs> I like to road trip. My, You see my body does this thing with airplanes. Where it rejects the premise of flying, yeah. Uh, So it freaks out. Have you ever? And I don't like to do it. Have you ever flown an airplane? Too many times, yes. Yeah.
0: Have you ever worn like? Do you have to like get sick on airplanes and stuff?
1: (laughs) I wear pregnancy bands on my wrist to keep me from getting sick. That's right, you Thank do. Thank you for that's right, that you up. Do. That was not
0: in the notes. <laughs> Sorry. Um, that's right. Well, traveling for you is a nightmare, but for others, it's a joy and an honor and a privilege. And so on today's episode, we actually have a couple of world travelers themselves um, who actually have a really unique uh, opportunity and mission and ministry that they are going to be starting. And on today's episode, we are excited to welcome Chase Collins and Caitlin Davis. They are with Village Reach, which is an international national nonprofit that seeks out ordinary people with big dreams who see a need in their community. And not only do they help provide the the resources, but also uh, they want to champion these people until the project is completed. And so Chase, Caitlin, guys, thanks so much for being with us.
2: Thanks we're happy to be
0: here. Oh man. Thank you for having us. We're excited. Yeah. I'm, I'm so grateful for you guys being here and, uh, you know, Hey, tell us a little bit, you know, uh, we have a little bit of connection because uh, Caitlin and I were in the same youth group growing up, and uh, we were both led by one of the greatest student pastors of all time, uh, one Scott Carter, and uh, we've been on camps together, we've been on mission trips together, we have, been, uh, we have been to youth nights together for, I mean, a large part of our teenage years. And so, uh, Caitlin, Chase, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourselves, where you're at, um, uh, what you do, and, and how, how you got to this point.
2: Yeah, sure. I can go. I'll take us first, like you said, since we have a little connection. Um, You brought up Scott Carter, and anytime I hear his name, I get emotional because (laughs) he is just—he is the greatest. I think it would—I would be amiss if I didn't say that he had played a huge part um, in my heart for wanting to do what Chase and I are doing now. So, um, love love Scott Carter. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm actually now so, like you mentioned, we started out in Sevierville, Tennessee. So that is where we went to youth groups together, spent many nights in Panama City on our youth trips, and just had an absolute blast and I'm sure deep down within that's where the spirit kind of ignited in me and I just didn't know how to point a finger on it back then but um, since then I've moved to Lexington, Kentucky so I'm here now I went to the University of Kentucky graduated in 2019 with a bachelor's in science and economics. Um, I have a minor in international business and then another minor in sculpture. <laughs> so I'm kind of a jack of all trades master of none I guess you could say. Um, but I actually work for Valvoline now, so the Motorola company. I am an operations and sales analyst for them. That is my full-time job for now. Until hopefully in the future, Chase and I will be 100% village reach. <laughs> but that is the long-term goal of this. Yeah. Um, so yeah, for now, I do a lot of data anal- uh, do a lot of data analyst work for for Valvoline. So yeah. that is where I am right now.
0: Did Did you say sculpture? Like you have a minor in sculpture. What What does <laughs> one do with such a minor?
2: That's a great, great question. Um, This actually plays a lot into my faith, So maybe this will come around later in the conversation. But um, yeah, so I had a minor in sculpture. I've always been very creative, always loved art, Um, got into 2D a little bit in high school, you know, painting, drawing, just the basic things you do if you love art. Um, Then came to college and actually got involved in metal casting. So I do a lot of iron pours and casting bronze and things of that nature. And I fell in love with it thought it was the most amazing process. And now I primarily work in clay. So I do a lot of clay sculptures, figurative work. Um, yeah. And of course, my faith plays a lot into my artist statement and a lot of the art I do.
0: I mean, the whole potter's wheel. And, <laughs> and, and, I mean, that's awesome. Uh, that's awesome. Okay, Chase, tell us about yourself.
3: Well, yeah. Uh, my name is Chase. Um, I'm 25 and I am from a small town called Elkton, Kentucky. It's uh, Western Kentucky, right on the border of Tennessee. So growing up, um, I was born in Tennessee, but you know, lived on the lived on the Kentucky side. Um, I'm from, like I said, like uh, one one stoplight town, uh, one high school town, one middle school, two, two elementary schools. I think I had Dairy Queen and Subway probably over a thousand times each. Those are the only things that we had growing up. Um, but after after high school, um, I went to the University of Kentucky as well, and that's how I met Caitlin, and that's um, when my faith really became you know came my own, and I've developed this passion um you know for the lord and for learning more about him and just trying to see you know who jesus is around the, around the world and i was very curious about that so um i actually graduated in 2017 um so i did college in three years i have a bachelor's in communications with emphasis in business and uh, i almost got a minor in french but uh, because i graduated early i didn't hit all the requirements but um, i almost did it so it counts for me uh, <laughs> but after after i graduated from college i did a program called the world race um, so for, from August, 2017 to about, um, March, 2019, I was overseas in some capacity, um, either serving, um, as missionary or being, or being on um, staff as an intern and, you know, do, doing, uh, leading trips or being part of it. And just kind of seeing, you know, what ministries are out there, you know, what needs are around the world, um, seeing, you know, what we could do as people who love Jesus to help, to help out others. And also just to learn and see like why we believe what we believe. So, mm-hmm. That's a bit about me. Um, I'm currently in Fort Worth, Texas. I've been here for a little over a year now. I've been in Texas for two years. Um, I work full time as a real estate agent and I absolutely love it. It's, it's been really, really fun to um, be able to be a part of someone's big day. You know, buying a home is probably the most expensive thing you're ever going to buy in your life. Yeah, so it's it always fun to get to God that experience and celebrate with them and, and kind of share Jesus through that whole experience. So that's what I'm doing these days.
0: I mean, that's super cool.
1: That's awesome. Tra- uh... You Go, go ahead.
0: Okay, I'll do it. Um, So, like, one of the things you did, I I love that, is that you're kind of using ministry in the marketplace type thing, Mm -hmm. taking that. Also, real estate. Bro, I've been trying, we bought a house. It took, it felt like 7,000 years. And people are so proud of their houses. I mean, so proud of their Mm -hmm. 1990s homes. Uh, (laughs) They are so proud. And so, I mean, it's unbelievable to come to Sevierville and try to find a house was unbelievable so you have a great job and uh, i think you're uh, a frontline worker in my opinion and so uh anyways, <laughs> Luke, first responder
3: the, i like to say the best part of my job is working with people and also the worst part about my job is working with yeah people. i mean
0: it's, it's just like ministry i mean ministry yeah, being a pastor be across the board yeah i mean i mean pastoring would be awesome if there were no people so yeah yeah sure. so uh one of the coolest things i don't know if you, you could probably tell me the
1: name of this place uh, one of the coolest places I've ever been was in Fort Worth. Where do they put it's somewhere downtown they put the big Christmas tree It's just made out of
3: lights. Uh, is it a the the stockyard London square is yes. it like is it like downtown downtown with like the it big skyscrapers, or is it like cowtown like
1: no it's downtown downtown okay uh, and then there's this place, so we walked through this alleyway right by that Christmas tree, got into an elevator. Went down a level
3: into a jazz bar. Oh, yeah, the dueling piano bar. I know what you're talking about.
1: Yes, it was the yeah. coo- one of the coolest things I've ever experienced. Yeah, that's Sundance Square. I didn't know that that was, I'm pretty sure we don't have those in Birmingham. If we do, I haven't found them, uh, but it was super cool. We have
0: Apollodines.
2: We just say Sevierville has Apollodines. You yeah. can't beat that. Yeah,
1: that's right. <laughs> that's right. <So>. And Dollywood. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Hollywood is y'all's claim to fame for sure. Yep. <laughs> so, Caitlin and Chase, tell us about. Village Reach. One, what is it? Uh, and two, kind of, what is your purpose behind that? What's your hope for that?
2: Sure, Chase, you want to go ahead?
3: Yeah, I'll take it. Um, we have Village Reach has been, um, it's, a, it's a compilation of, you know, seven years of dreaming um, on my part. And then, you know, two or three years of friendship with Caitlin, um, being able to, you know, travel together, go on mission trips together, you know, spend, you know, days and nights in Lexington, Kentucky <laughs> and in downtown Dallas, I'm just talking about what we want to see in the world and what we think God's calling us to. Um, so about two years ago, almost two years ago, we went to Cambodia together. Uh, it was us two. And um, another friend of ours and a Christian. We went there for about um, two weeks and that's when I've really met Caitlin and we were able to kind of compare our passions and we found, you know, a common thread through that. And, you know, that's traveling, that's traveling that's um, experiencing culture and it's loving people who don't seem to have ever been loved before. And the motivation behind that is, is Jesus. Um, but Village Reach at its core, is an organization um, that, that, you know, we partner with people around the world. Um, it can be local here in Fort Worth. It can be in Cambodia. Um, but we find those people who have an idea um, or a dream that will impact their community in a positive way. Now, whether it be starting a pharmacy or whether it be, you know, starting a soccer team, something that will impact their community in a positive way, that will build character, that will, you know, bring a community sense to their community and also a possible way to share the gospel. Um, you know, through our resources and through the people who are involved. So, long story short, we champion those who have an idea um, that will imp- impact their community. And you know, we do that because, um, you know, Jesus has shown us how to love people. And, and that's just an extension of our faith. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I, mean- I
2: would say, I wouldn't recommend in any other, <laughs> I'll give the caveat that I went on this trip with Chase when I think I had met him in person maybe one time, maybe. So I wouldn't recommend doing that, but luckily he turned out to be okay. It- <laughs> I've seen that.
0: Move, I think like we've been to. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I think Chase and I've been to what? Maybe I don't know. Maybe five countries together at this point. I don't even yeah. know at this point. We've been yeah. to quite a few together. Um. So Very, yeah, I wouldn't really recommend cool. that. But <laughs> yeah. But but that was how we met for the first time, really. And I-, I I swear to this day, it was a godsend. It was one of those things where. I, in college, kind of that's when my spirit ignited to do ministry. And I even had actually someone, a pastor come up to me on campus one day and pray over me and just say, I have a feeling you're going to start a ministry. And which is so wild, I uh, didn't know this guy and I didn't know who, I didn't know Chase at the time. And so, of course, years passed and we go on this trip and me just naively going on this trip just because I wanted to help. And I knew what he was doing and I heard how the world race kind of changed his life. Um, and so we went back to this village that where he met a man named Boothie and that's where he was with him for a month on the world race. That was one of his months on the trip. And so I was like, I would love to go and, you know, go to Southeast Asia and help out the most, the best I can. And leaving that trip, Chase and I both knew that th- this was a pivotal point in our life and that this was something that we had been kind of parallel walking together without even really yeah, knowing yeah. each other and having these dreams. Um, and then one night in Dallas, I was visiting and just, you know, we were sitting at a restaurant and we said, okay, we're going to do this. <laughs> so. That's
1: awesome. So how does how does that look? This is not part of our questions, but how does that look with him in Fort Worth and you in Kentucky?
2: I think for most people it would be tough, but for people like Chase and I, jumping on a plane um, is no big no biggie. I think there's been times when I've said, Chase, we really got to talk through this. Like I need you in person, and he will book a flight and the next day. He'll be here. So it's, okay. funding is kind of hard, of course, but we I think we've definitely the start of this. When we first decided to do this, we said this is going to be a priority for us, and this is going to be something we're going to have to sacri- sacrifice a lot in general, but financially even because we we decided early on that we didn't want to accept any donations for the upfront onboarding of village reach um we didn't want to ask for any any help basically we wanted to show that we had stake in this and that we were invested and that we wanted to use our own finances to kind of start it and to kind of kickstart it off so yeah, yeah. Um, it's been difficult but at the same time we we see each other i would say i see chase more than i see some of my friends here so <laughs> we make it work perfect
0: i mean could you imagine luke if i was like hey bro i really need you be like listen I can get on my bike. I'll be there in three days. Um, I'll, I'll be there in six I'll hours. be there in
2: a few days. I mean, yes, uh,
0: I'm, I'm so glad we have Zoom so we can do these podcasts like this. Because if we. Oh, I know. I, I, know. Mean, I mean, because getting Luke out of Alabama. So, um, you know, one of the things is, is that you guys have traveled all over the place, and, and uh, I have not been nearly to the amount of countries that you guys have been to. I've been South America. I've been in uh, Southeast Asia. I've been in a few of these places for some extended period of time. And with that being the case, I, I, I've seen glimpses of what I, I believe people, what they yearn for in their communities. And uh, when I think about them dreaming, I think in my mind, there's some things that pop up like, oh man, I, you know, from what I saw, man, they're really passionate about this or, or they're really passionate about this. What are, what are some of the dreams that maybe you've heard of, um, that people Mm -hmm. had, or, or maybe some of the dreams that you, uh, that you think, man, listen, because I've been to these places, I know that there's a big yearning desire for this. Um, and, and so with the time spent on the mission field, what, what do you believe will be some of the most common dreams that you see, uh, due to the needs of many of the communities?
3: Um yeah, I'd like to answer this one first if I can. Um, so first of all, when it comes to dreaming, I think it's a luxury to dream. Um, you know, you know, especially, you know, us in America, like we don't have to think about generally we don't have to think about like, you know, where we're gonna sleep, what we're gonna eat tomorrow, you know, where is our next paycheck coming from? We have that sort of stability in that, you know, that luxury to dream. And um a lot of people don't don't have that. Um so I think dreaming, you know, is a gift. Especially, you know, traveling, you know, in Southeast Asia and in South America and, you know, all over all over the world. Um, It's been it's been really exciting to see people who have that passion and who have those goals and who do have those dreams to, you know, even even better themselves or better their families. Um, But one dream like that's common that that I've experienced is this it's always about their family. Um, It's almost never a selfish dream. It's like, oh, I want to be rich so I can you know, be the owner of a bank or be like the owner of a sports team. It's like, Hey, like I wish, you know, my dream is to, you know, get a good job, get a good education and learn how to like sustain, you know, like a a, a a like a, an income level where I can help my family, where I can serve my community, um, which made me really like kind of check my motivation and check my dreams. Like, wow, like I'm not dreaming, dreaming big enough. Like I'm only dreaming for myself. Like these guys yeah. are, you know, they, they're like people who don't have as much as I do. Like, their dreams are still huge, even though they're like, you know, they're maybe living in poverty. Um, but one dream that I've seen actually come to fruition is with um, our, our, our family in, in uh, Cambodia, Vuthi and Connie. Um, so whenever I met Vuthi and Connie, it was the seventh month out of, out of 11th on the world race. We're there for a month and they were eight months pregnant. So Connie was eight months pregnant and uh, it was their first child together. And I asked them, I was like, hey, have you guys, you know, thought of a name? And they're like, yeah, but like, and, and Booth was like, I don't like the name. Like to be honest, I don't like the name.
1: <laughs> I was like, okay, and I was just
3: joking. I was like, hey, like, can I name, can I name your boy? And he said, yes. And I was like, oh, okay. So, um, long story short, he has an American name as well. So I named him Malachi, and um, that's that's his American nickname. He has a Cambodian name, but they call him Malachi. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the dreams that I saw come true for them is building a pharmacy for for their um, community. So Connie um, was in nursing school whenever I met her, and their dream was to supply free healthcare for the people in their village. Um, I would say there's probably around two to 3,000 people spread out along the province, which is um, a little bit bigger. Think of like a county in like, you know, in the South, like we all talk about counties, like Mm -hmm. let's say their county has around two to 3,000 people and in their village, they have access to probably 85% of those people. Um, so they um, have this dream of building pharmacies along, you know, the, along the highways, along the schools. And um, last year we helped them build one. Um, so the dream of helping others is, is there, and we've seen it happen. And that's what kind of kickstarted our idea of, like, oh, there's other people out there who have these dreams and that are definitely needed, you know, healthcare and education. Well, there'll never be enough help for those things.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And just realizing we can do this. I think that was a huge thing for Chase and I, almost like we didn't really like you said we weren't dreaming big enough we weren't (laughs) we had these small dreams that were honestly a little self-centered and then we realized wow we need to be dreaming bigger look at these people and all around the world who just want others to be seen I think that was a big thing Chase and I talked about Um, you asked earlier you know what's the common thread that we see that's woven throughout these countries I think the big the big thing when Chase and I sat down um in Dallas and we're like okay we're gonna do this now what what do we want from this we Both said we want people to feel seen, mm. we want people to know that their identity and their creator, we want people to know that they're loved and that you know that their dreams aren't going to waste and that the things they want for their community are going to happen. And so, seeing the pharmacy be built, um, with uh, just prayer and help, it was that's all it was us asking for help and prayer. Um, mm. and it happened. So, I think seeing that was a big Kickstarter for us for our faith that kind of helped us see that this is doable.
0: Wow,
1: yeah, for sure. That's I'm, awesome. I mean, uh, earlier, I forget who said it, but one of you mentioned. Uh, you know, the ultimate goal is with these dreams and these people you come into contact with, uh, of course, you want to love them like Jesus and hopefully share the gospel with them. So, what is your game plan going into these things to uh, give the gospel to these people that you're helping under the umbrella of Village Reach?
0: What is up? Here's the deal, podcast listeners. It's Dominic. If you look around at the rising cost of, well, pretty much everything, uh, it can make you feel like the future is overwhelming. And you have, uh, man, you've seen so, how expensive like, hospital visits are. I know with my wife and my f- three, soon to be four kids, man, it's so expensive. But there's good news. With Christian healthcare ministries, you don't have to worry about your family's medical bills um, or the cost. CHM is a health cost-sharing ministry that enables Christians from around the world to carry each other's medical bills and spiritually support one another. Uh, Monthly gift amounts are low and go directly to support fellow Christians. And when you have medical bills, your Christian family will be there to help you. Uh, This is what me and my family have, and it's been awesome, uh, not only just when our kids are sick or when we have to go to the hospital for tests and things like that, but also especially for maternity stuff with my wife Meredith. She's getting ready uh, to welcome our fourth baby into the world. Since 1981, CHM has satisfied billions of dollars worth of eligible medical bills for hundreds of thousands of Christians. They're a BBB-accredited ministry and only health cost-sharing ministry heard on The Ramsey Show, so Dave Ramsey's about it, so you need to be about it. Uh, If you are tired of worrying about rising costs and skyrocketing medical bills, uh, listen, the time to check out CHM—that's Christian Healthcare Ministries—is now. Uh, CHM is the longest-serving biblical solution for your healthcare cost. So visit chmministries.org/gather to learn more. That is uh, CHM Ministry. So chmministries.org/gather to learn more and to check this out. And when you support them, you support us. Thanks so much. For always supporting the people who support, here's the deal.
2: Yeah, I'll take take this when I get to start. But Chase and I actually have a little short story I'll say. Whenever we really decided, okay, we're going to start rolling with Village Reach. This is what we wanted to do. We're going to start investing time and effort and money. Um, we decided to take a trip to Costa Rica, as typical us on brand for us. <laughs> we said let's take a trip and let's clear our head. Let's go. Basically, we lived in the jungle. I would say for five days, <laughs> um, and just kind of in a little treehouse in the jungle. And we were like, let's just lay out our hearts. Let's talk about this. Let's be sure we're on the same page. Um, and we worked through a lot of things. I would say on that trip, we we definitely fought a little bit. We argued about some things, and then we came together and we're like, okay, we're going to trust the Lord that He is going to bring us who we need to be brought to us, and. So anyways, the whole point of that trip was really to kind of solidify where we wanted to go. And so on that trip, Chase notices who I'm going to bring up right now. But on that trip, we met this man, um, this 73-year-old man on the beach who was walking with a cane by himself. And he just came up to us and said, hey, can I talk to you guys? So we said, sure. And so he sits down. His story is insane. um, And I didn't believe him at first. And he started showing us some pictures. And I said, "Okay, this guy's real. (laughs) So he was born and raised in France. Um, He was a sailor his whole life, so sailed around the world. Um, and basically, he has a nonprofit in North India, in Northern India. And so we told him, we said, "Hey, we're trying to start a ministry. Would you have any, you know, advice?" And um, he told us that he was a Christian. He said he, he helped. What did he say, Chase? He helped with a lot of people in, um, in what country was it? Somewhere in Asia, dealing with Buddhism. Was it? I'm trying to remember where he said. But basically, he dealt with a lot of Buddhists in his life, and he was still working a lot with them. But he grew up Christian, and so we kind of asked him, "How do you handle that? Like, how do you?" handle sharing you know your faith and things like that and i'll never forget he looked at us and he said don't ever shove your beliefs like this hand them like this and so for the people who can't see instead of pushing out your beliefs it's like palms up um and that just kind of changed my life i think whenever i heard him say that you always hear people talk about that but to hear him say he said people are way more receptive to what you have to say when you offer it out of a loving kind heart so i think chase and i just said you know we we want to show people it will be very evident (laughs) that we're doing this from the love of jesus But at the same time, we want to love people like Jesus did. And Jesus never, you know, pushed anything on anyone. He just shared his truth. Um, And people came and flocked and listened. And so we're hoping that that's kind of, we're just going to pray and and hope that's that's what happens with us as well. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And to add on to that, um, when it comes to like practically like just sharing the message of village reach and sharing the message of Jesus, um, one of the things that we were kind of, um, you know, we were like debating about on that trip to Costa Rica was like, who the heck are we going to, who needs help? Like, are we gonna help people who know Jesus? Are we gonna help people who have no idea that, you know, like there's a God or who like, they just don't know. Um, So the game plan of Village Reach is to take, you know, submissions from people who, you know, they can make make an inquiry on our website or make an inquiry through a partner in one of our countries that we've been to already. Um, But the game plan is to help um, Christian, non-Christian, someone who has no idea what they, you know, anything about religion um, in general, but we want people to be seen. Um, we want people to know that our motivation behind this because we see that they're valued we know that they're valued because you know they're image bearers of christ Um, so like so i think tangible ways that we can share that message it's just by listening to them um you know giving them you know a criticism when it comes to to their ideas like hey like this is you know what you think is going to be you know good for your community Um, this is how we're going to help you do it this is why we're helping you do it and just being very transparent like hey like we're doing this because of jesus we're doing this because we believe in you and we believe, you know, like you're like you're valuable. Um, and then, of course, throughout the project managing, um, we'll have, you know, partners in that country. And we'll have vision trips to go there. And as the projects are being finished, all of the donors who have already donated to, that, to, to um, the project towards the end of it, um, they'll have a chance to come to that country and help, you know, celebrate the finishing of the project. And through that, you know, we'll have, you know, meetings and conferences and all those type of things that we will be able to you know, see the people who helped you. Um, so I think commute, the, the best way to share the gospel is through testimony and through communities. And that's why we're, you know, we're saying yes to everyone at the moment. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome.
0: I mean, that's really good. I mean, I like the whole, don't like this, but like this with the hands thing. I mean, I'm glad you explained it because I forgot that we're recording a podcast. <laughs> and I know. Be able to going, oh, wow. That's really <laughs> good. But nobody else would have any idea what you were doing. And so uh, <laughs> that's so good. I, I, I think, I love what you keep saying about uh, being seen. I think that's one of the things that just in my own time in the scriptures, I've seen so much lately, is that Jesus saw those who we just couldn't see. I mean, I just think Mm -hmm. about, I think about in the Old Testament, I think about Hagar. I think about Hagar who was kicked out of the community, who Abraham and Sarah, they they kicked out. And the Lord saw her. And even mm-hmm. in the midst of the wilderness, and she wasn't even the one that was supposed to take the line and do all the covenantal stuff, and he still saw her. And I just think that's so good um, that you guys that you guys do that. I think that's a beautiful uh, testimony of who who our God is, and that He does He does see. And uh, yeah, yeah and I, I think I, that was
2: the motivation, right? Chase of yeah. He leaves the ninety nine, and it, I think it would be a lot safer for us to say we're only going to work with people like Goofy, who is a believer and who is just so ready to share his heart for the Lord. And we yeah. trust him with everything. We know that he's leading his community closer to Jesus, um, especially in a country where 98% of people are not Christian. Um, it would be a lot easier to go that route. And I think that's a sacrifice that Chase and I were like, but what what would Jesus do you know, in this situation? And it's like, I think at the end of the day, we need to go seek out those people. And we need to seek out the ones who maybe don't know and give them a chance to hear about all the goodness that God has done and let them know about their creator. And the reason they have these passions within them Kind of steer them to who gave them those passions um so i think it'll be a little bit more tricky um yeah. it takes a lot more prayer but i also think it'll be a lot more worth it in the end oh. so. yeah and it's all i think those, i
3: think the underlying things. motivation behind that uh, <clears throat> so one of my favorite passages is matthew five of course like the sermon on the mount hmm. um, and whenever i was overseas uh one of my teachers he'd always say like you know you need to revert like what are you passionate about and whatever you're <laughs> passionate about you need to reverse the oppression of that people group so before jesus ever spoke um, to a people group or to uh, you know a group of people, he would reverse the oppression that he saw in that moment. You know, like he saw you know five to ten thousand hungry people in, in that moment. So before he spoke, he performed a miracle or he you know he filled the need that they saw before him. So I think of course, kind of like you know echoing like you're not we're not shoving the gospel on these people. We're gifting it to them um, in okay. a very you know you know easy way. You know you know a um, a welcoming way, and whenever we're able to you know. You know, we're able to help them with their with their dream or their project. I think they're more likely to be. You know, you're going to listen to someone.
2: You know, mm-hmm.
3: yeah, kind of like you know, like people knocking your door and they give you a pamphlet. You know, they gave you something, so you kind of feel like you got to listen to them. Yeah, so guess, we're like, hey, we're helping. <laughs> yeah, we're helping you. You know. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I, I, are you guys going to have a pamphlet ministry? That would be. Uh, that would be awesome. I don't know about that. Um, but you know, I think I think what you guys are saying is so is so good that you know Jesus. Jesus would meet physical needs, and he would meet those needs of those who were hungry, of those who were blind and deaf, and and those who were outcasts. He would meet them, but he would not do it at the neglect of the spiritual. And I think that's such a good idea, because I mean, listen, you could be you could start an organization that does good things for people, um, and you can change their next ten years. But uh, I mean, but there's something unique about what you guys are doing. That's not only impacting their now, but also helping impact their eternity, which I think is, uh, I mean, I think is so good. And, you know, uh, I, I think this is awesome. And I think what you guys are doing is awesome. And so how, how can people come alongside you? Um, and, uh, you know, how can they help you? And then, oh, I almost skipped one. Um, no, I was right. Um, how no, how right. can yeah? How can you come alongside people? I don't want to miss anything. How can others come alongside you guys? How can they give? How can they support? How can they pray? What are the steps that that takes? Like how, how can they do that to help uh, make others' dreams come true?
2: Um, so Chase and I kind of had two. We have two big things that we, we said we can't do any project without these two things, and that's one is prayer, and two is obviously monetary support. Um, so those are the two things that we really ask for, and if you can't give one, we we there's there's no better in this yeah. situation, especially doing international work right now. It's really difficult. So I think without prayer, we can't get any of this done. I think that's kind of the yeah. kickstarter for all of this. So. Um, our website is dropping soon, and so we're so excited. We have been working on it for a very long time, and we're trying yeah. to make it perfect before we um, before we let anyone in. So I would say the best way is you can go online, and we are going to have that, as you mentioned, it'll be www.villagebreach.world. Mm-hmm. You'll be able to go there, and you will see all of our projects. So we will have a big map where you can go and click on our projects so around good. the world open it up and just see kind of where we are and so we will be giving updates through that and we will also show the fully funded bar so you'll be able to see how close to being fully funded for each project you thought we are um and then as well like once you do that once you start donating you can give like i said on our website whether that be a recurring donation monthly or a one-time gift or whatever you guys whatever anyone wants to do we 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 take it all (laughs) we're happy with all of it but once you do that we'll be actually giving um email updates as well so we'll be sending out some updates that say here's where we are in the project. Thank you for coming alongside us. And a big part of this chase mindset is we want people who donate, not to just feel like they're giving to something. We want them to feel like they're a part of something. Yeah. So yeah. they are going to be asked at the end. Do you want to come with us? <laughs> or do you want to come celebrate what you just helped complete? Um, I assume a lot of people may not want to, but for those who do, we are so excited to just partner with these people and share that this dream that we have also encompasses them as well. So, yeah. and then of course, prayer, all the prayer. <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, that's a lot. I mean, it's not only are you starting a ministry in the midst of a pandemic, an international ministry in the midst of a pandemic, and you know what? It's it's one of those things that it, it's it's almost like those extras, right? Uh, the extra obstacles make it to seem like to others maybe that's an impossibility, but it's really uh, it's really in those moments of impossibility that the Lord shines, uh, the brightest. Yeah. And so
2: I think that's yep. really good.
0: Yep.
1: That's true. Yeah. So let me ask you guys this, this is, uh, one of our favorite <laughs> questions that we ask to each and every guest that we have. Uh, I think it's our favorite because we often get, uh, very unique answers and I love it. Uh, what is one thing, uh, or a few things that you each personally do to delight in the Lord? And when I say that, what I mean is, reading, reading your Bible and prayer, you can say that, but I expect that. I want to know what's the one thing that's unique to you that kind of you do that just puts you, man, I love the Lord when I do this.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, For me, the past two years living in Texas, um, you know, you know, I'm not overseas anymore. I can't just like, you know, go walk door to door and, you know, talk to someone who is like outside all the time. Um, But for me, one thing that I love doing is playing my guitar And a lot of times I'll sit in my garage or my driveway and I like writing songs, Um, but I'm by no means, you know, a good singer, but I I like to think that I'm pretty good lyricist. Um, So the two things that I've kind of like, you know, made my own the past few years um, is playing guitar. And then also at my church, um, I love um, photography and videography. Um, So I love getting to um, run the cameras from our church on Wednesday nights. Um, So kind of like you guys are wearing it now. You guys are wearing, you know, I like to call them Burger King headsets. So I'm behind. I'm behind the camera. I might be on stage holding the camera, yeah. but I get to like worship like loud as heck with my headphones on <laughs> on stage behind the behind the camera, and I get to like I get to like kind of run the live stream. Um, so my f- favorite way is just like getting the correct, getting the right shot, showing people you know, you know the person playing drums is worshiping the Lord. But I love just like getting to see the behind the scenes and knowing that this is serving a purpose for our online viewers or. I just feel cool being able to run the camera <laughs> yeah. worship okay. Jesus at the same time. Like, That's so, so good, man. Music, music and creativity is kind of where I'm at. Yeah. Serve a creative God. I love it. Yeah. And listen, the camera guys, I sit near
0: them every Sunday. And yeah. I mean, they're some of the most, I don't know how with their energy that they don't just have up and down shots the entire time. I mean, it's unbelievable the things that you guys do, but you really are the MVPs of a church service uh, to make sure that are at home. Shout out to the forearm muscles. Yeah, that's right. That's (laughs) right.
2: That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. I'll go now. So um, like I said, I'll tie this back around to what I said at the beginning of the podcast. Um, Art is a huge thing for me. So I feel, I think um, to this day, when I feel God the most in my life is when I'm creating art. And I just feel like it's something, I feel like there's a lot of things that you kind of discover your gifts throughout life and things that, you know, the Lord has put into your heart that you want to do. And you know, that's unique to you because not everyone around you wants to do it. Um, And I have no artistic person in my family. I'm the only one. (laughs) Um, So this wasn't a conditioned thing, but ever since I was a little girl, just the way that I really felt the Lord's presence in my life is when I was either painting or making a sculpture out of clay or anything like that and so to this day um like I said I I live in Lexington so I have two roommates and they come home sometimes and they laugh so hard because it'll be midnight and I'm just painting away um with my headphones in and I'm just painting and so I don't know I think that's when I always have this feeling that you know the creator the best way to connect to the creator is to create yourself and so I think that is just something that ever since I've been a little girl, I've just loved and I just feel the Lord's spirit all over it. Whenever I do, it doesn't matter what I'm doing, (laughs) anything with art.
1: So that's that's it for me. What do you paint?
2: Oh my goodness. What do I not paint? No.
1: It's insane. (laughs) Do you have like a certain style or a certain type of scene that you enjoy painting?
2: I actually do a lot of figurative stuff. So I do people mostly so okay. I sculpt a lot of people, um, a lot of the body parts, a lot of interesting things. Like, and I think it goes back really to just the beauty of people, the beauty of yeah. humans. Like I love capturing um, the movement of someone's body, how they feel like the gesture on someone's face, um, things of that nature. And so, yeah, a lot nice. of the stuff I paint are people. Um, I do a little uh, landscape here and there. Sometimes I live in Kentucky, so it's gorgeous. I mean, you go out and it's just horse fields for days and um just a white picket fence and the blue sky. It's just gorgeous. So sometimes I do landscape, but most of the time it's most of the time it's people.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. I've had I've been in this weird season lately where I love Western scenes. I don't know what about oh, I love it. they're that. just so beautiful.
3: You need to come to Fort Worth,
1: man. I was <laughs> going to say,
2: get on a plane. I follow a lot of guys on
1: Instagram. Uh, really, they paint beautiful stuff. And they're all, of course, out West because there's nothing here to paint. Well, so. I yeah. always
2: tell people, I'm like, it doesn't matter if you're not good at art. There's no such thing as being good at art. It's just the, the feeling that you get of evoking emotion that you can't really do any other way, tangible way. Um, it's like you have all this built built up within you and you have no way to get it out. And so I always tell people, I'm like, just go paint. Even if you're horrible and no one sees it, I promise you will feel better. <laughs> Yeah. That's
0: good. Man, I'm so not good at things. Um, I can't paint anything. My, now listen, my daughter, she's five, unbelievable <laughs> at painting. I love that. And so, uh, no, I, listen, guys, what you what you guys are doing, I think, is a worthy venture. And I think it is, um, uh, you know, it's one of those things that, If if the Lord is with you, uh, man, I just I believe He's going to lead you into this land, and He's going to lead you in a great way. Uh, And so people can people can check you guys out. By the time this podcast release, um, uh, villagereach.world World will be live, and uh, yes, it will. And you guys will be on social media at Village at village.reach, Right, Uh, man, Mm -hmm. really just. Outside of everything else, it's just really trendy name, and I really like it. Uh, I think oh, it's
2: really thank awesome. you. We prayed so hard over the that's name. A good name. We have prayed so hard that's over a- the name. We went
3: through some funky names, too. We yeah. did. Yeah. We were so
2: discouraged, and we were like, just power through, power through. And finally, one day, that's when Chase blew up. He said, you know what? I'm getting on a plane. I'm coming to you, and we're going to figure out the name. Yeah. And so he did, and, and that's another a wild moment. We were sitting there together about to take the name out, and one of Chase's mentors came up to us that he hasn't seen in a very long time. And just prayed over us out of nowhere. Just prayed this immaculate, powerful prayer over us. And then within 30 minutes, we were like, village reach.
0: That's awesome. That's That's awesome. awesome. I mean, and it's obvious that the Lord's got some uh, really cool things. Just, you know, you kind of see in these things, the fingerprints of God. Uh, and uh, that he's got his hands on this. And so uh, I hope that uh, listeners will can uh, will check this out and that they will support and help others' dreams come true and, and help the advancement of the gospel to people who may have never heard his name. And so uh, I think that's awesome. Guys, thank you so much for yeah, being on so our much. podcast. And, uh, man, just super encouraging and a good reminder uh, that Jesus sees people and uh, Mm -hmm. and I think that's so good and he can see people uh, locally. He can see people globally. And uh, we are, man, man, we are people who are to tell, to tell him, Hey, listen, he sees you. Uh, And we have the good news that he sees you. And not only that,
3: he seeks to redeem you. I mean, that's so good. Mm -hmm. That's so good. And so uh, and we we encourage listeners, you know, if you know someone or if you have a dream yourself, like please make an inquiry. You know, it's not just about other people as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah. we we are open locally and globally, just like you just mentioned. So that's we're good. excited to see what happens with this.
0: That's really good.
1: Yeah. If you had like a,
3: a pamphlet, we could give them. I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll fax it to you like the old days. Yeah, that's so. perfect. Just join
2: our email list, even if you don't want to give. Just join the email list and yeah. we'll send you updates. That's the best we can do. <laughs> and they can
0: find that on the on villagereach.world, right? Yep. Okay. Perfect. Well, listen, uh, Here's the Deal podcast listeners, we are, uh, we're so grateful for you and we hope that you will do what you've done before. And that support people who are doing things, uh, in the name of Jesus for the advancement of the gospel and for, uh, the good of others. And so we're so grateful. Check out their website, check out their social media, and, uh, we will see what the Lord does. And thank you guys so much for listening to Here's the Deal.